just that this morning. Um, Rick, please come up here. Uh, Rick, uh, Schubel? Rick has said that uh, he wants to make this his church. He wants to serve God out of this church, this part of the body of Christ. And so uh, this morning, it's my pleasure to, um, to welcome him into the fellowship of Community Bible Chapel. And, uh, and at the end of the service, he's going to come back and stand with me and give you a chance to welcome him as well. But um, if, um, if you'd like to... If you'd like to receive Rick and you'd like him to become a part of this and he, you're going to work together with him. For the, if you're a member of this church, I'd just like you to stand up and show your support. Yeah. Even part-time members can stand up. <laughs> uh, Rick, welcome to Community Bible Chapel. And we're, we're just pleased to, that you've chosen to want to serve the Lord out of this place. Let me just have a word of prayer. Father, thank you. For Rick, thank you for his uh, for his life, and and Lord, I just pray that um, that you will uh, that you will use Rick as he as he's decided to serve you out of this part of the body of Christ. We know that the body of Christ is worldwide, but this little body right here, uh, you've blessed us, and you've been able to use this church to do many things despite its size. And Lord, that just, is, that just brings glory to you and not to us. We're not here building an empire. We're here to expand a kingdom. And we're just thankful that Rick has chosen to be a part of this. We ask your blessing upon him and his life. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> okay. I, I said to you earlier that um, things are going to be a little different today, that I wanted you to help me to, uh, to preach the sermon, okay? Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to call on you out of the audience, but here's, here's what I have in mind. This morning, we're doing the second part of our first um, value that we looked at last week. We started last week and we said, we value the free gift of salvation in Christ Jesus. And we talked about the amazing grace that God has shown us and how he has, his grace went to the point, his provenient grace, which had he not initiated uh, opening himself up to be known, we wouldn't know him. There's nothing in us that would desire to know God, but He graciously opened Himself up and revealed Himself to us. The second part of that is what we're going to look at today. We value the free gift of salvation in Christ Jesus and the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. The transforming power of the Holy Spirit. And so what I would like you to do this morning if you can do this and still hear what's going on. When we get to the near the end, I would like you, if you wish, okay, this is, a, this is completely voluntary, I would like you 
to think about sharing with us a specific moment in your life where the transforming power of the Holy Spirit affected your life. Okay? And I'm going to give you an example of my own. Okay? I'm not looking for you to give me a testimony of how you came to Christ. I'm looking for you... You see, the tr- and we're going to, as we go through the sermon, maybe you'll, you'll get a better picture of what I'm trying to say. And when I give you my example of my own, it might help you. But I just want you to be thinking about that. Okay? It's totally voluntary, but I would, like to, I would like to hear from a number of you if you wish. Okay, so we value the free gift of salvation in Christ Jesus and the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. The, the transforming power of the Holy Spirit is the key. Now, you know that I've said to you on a number of occasions that when we receive Christ as our Savior, when we receive that grace that He gave us, and we, we become partakers of His grace, and we confess our sins, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin and prepares our heart to receive the Holy Spirit. Now that's something that God has always intended. That was not something that He thought of after Jesus came to the cross. That was something that God intended way back in the Old Testament, even while he was instituting the sacrificial system and even while the priesthood and all of that was going on, God's intention was that one day his spirit would live inside us and and change us. Listen to what it says here. In the book of Ezekiel, here's what he says. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Now, that was in the book of Ezekiel where God is promising that he is going to change our hearts and that he is going to put his spirit within us and cause his spirit to keep his laws, to follow his decrees and be careful to keep his laws. Now, in Romans chapter 8, Paul is writing and he says that the righteous requirements of the law will be fully met in us who walk after the Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit, he's, the Holy Spirit is not going to make sure that you are careful about mold in your house. I know how you're feeling. I know how you're feeling. But you see, the mold was a real issue in the the Old Testament. And as a matter of fact, if there was mold 
If you had mold, you had to purify yourself. You had to do all kinds of things. That's, that's not the law that, that he's talking about. He's not talking about the make sure that we sacrifice the right animals. He's talking about the moral law of God, that, the, that moral law that thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not... Okay. Now, we don't have that list in front of us, and we don't have... It written out saying, uh, uh, I gotta honor my mom and dad. No. The Holy Spirit that lives within us, loving God with all of our hearts, causes us, causes us to love our parents and honor our parents. The, the love we have for God and the love we have for others keeps us from stealing, the Holy Spirit helps us. There's a transforming power of the Holy Spirit within us that changes the way we act and the way we behave. In Titus chapter 3, this is what Paul writes and he says, Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, and to be peaceable and considerate and to show true humility toward all men. At one time, now listen to this, at one time we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But, when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. So here you have it again. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes in and renews us and regenerates us and makes us different. You cannot, I'm going to say this, you can not have a genuine new birth experience with the with the filling of the Holy Spirit of God in your life and not have it change the way you live. It just can't happen. You cannot have the presence of an almighty God by His Spirit living inside you without there being a radical transformation in who you are and how you live. That is just, it just is as a natural a thing as can be when the Spirit of God comes to live inside you. 
And so, Paul writes here to Titus and he goes, this is how we used to live. This is what it was like. We lived in malice. We hated one another. We did, we did all these other things. But now that the love of, of God has been manifested in our hearts and the Spirit has come and regenerated us, we're different. We're radically different. There is the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8 at verse 5, those, and Paul draws this line again, those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. You see that clear line? There's a clear line there. If the Spirit of the living God lives in you, then you will have the desire, you will have your mindset on what the Spirit desires. It, it starts with, yes, it starts with you. It starts with the renewing of your mind. It starts with the fact that the Spirit of God lives in you. You're going to... It's, it's not a matter of rules and regulations. It's not a matter that I have to get up in the morning and I have to go over this list of rules of things I can and can't do. How, how awful would that be? But we, you get up in the morning and, and the, the Spirit of the living God is with you. You wake up and the Spirit is there. And he's in you and He's with you. And you don't, have to, you don't have to sit down and go over this list and say, well, now I have to remember that I, I, I can't kill anybody today. And, and, I, and I probably shouldn't, and I shouldn't steal. And I probably shouldn't tell a lie. And, 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 and on and on. And you have to, why? Because the Spirit of God is in you and He's living the life of Christ in us and He's helping us to understand and to know what it is that He wants us to do. He's making sure that we are following God's laws, God's standards. He said, so those who live according to the sinful nature... They have their minds set on what that is. But if those who live in accordance with the Spirit, they have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. You get up in the morning and your mind says, I want to do what's going to please God today. Hello? I mean, you make a, consci you make a conscious effort, I want to do what pleases God today. Now, granted, we all run into we all run into difficulty because we have an enemy, and we sometimes we sometimes we don't measure up to that all day long. But to get up and have an attitude where I don't care whether I please God, that's not the attitude of someone who's been transformed by the Holy Spirit. 
The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. There's a, there's a transforming power there. The, the sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. The implication there is those who are controlled by the Spirit of God can please God. In Galatians chapter 5, we read these words. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. And then he points out the difference. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. That's the acts of the sinful nature. Those are the things that people who are, who are controlled by the sinful nature, that's what they do. When you look around the world and you see people involved in those things, you know that they are being controlled by the sinful nature. Because those are the acts of the sinful nature. And that's one of the reasons why, as, as Christians, we don't get angry at people who live like that. Because we know they have no power within themselves to live any differently because they are controlled by the sinful nature, see? The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. So therefore, if they, act, if they are controlled by the sinful nature and they cannot please God, then naturally, the natural process of that, of being controlled by the sinful nature, means that the acts of the sinful nature are going to come out, and those acts are listed here. And we'll talk about more of this when we get to, to the, one of our values of sharing Christ. It doesn't do us any good to get angry at them for acting like that because they're controlled by their sinful nature. And the only way that gets changed is to have them come under the control of the Spirit of God. And the only way they can come under the control of the Spirit of God is to give their lives to Jesus and have Him wash their hearts clean so the Spirit of God can come and live inside them. And then, and then, the fruit of the Spirit will be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Do you see the difference between those two lists? The trans 
forming power of the Holy Spirit. The difference between someone who is controlled by the sinful nature and the other person who is controlled by the Spirit. One brings out acts of sinfulness. The other brings forth fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, etc. The transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Now, um, yesterday afternoon, um, I mentioned I mentioned a little earlier about you know the idea of of mold, <laughs> and uh, um, many of you know that our we have no kitchen in our house. We we have no cabinets. We have nothing in our house uh, around the kitchen except plastic from floor to ceiling, sealing off where they had to remediate because we had a leak in our dishwasher, and it went on for a long, long period of time. So it went eight feet down the cabinets this way and another 10 feet down the cabinets this way. And we have drywall ripped out up to about this high and all the cabinets are gone in the kitchen. And it's just, it's been that way now since um, for about two weeks. And so we're starting to put things back together. The mold has been remediated and, and all that. And the insurance company's taken care of it and so forth. But yesterday afternoon, um, we're moving our sink, and so I was, um, uh, I was at home, and I was actually running a, j a jackhammer and jackhammering concrete up so that I can move the, the kitchen drain from one spot to the next. So when I was done, after a, two or three hours of, of that, I was really tired, and so I just wanted to, I just wanted to relax. And my, as you know, Lonnie and Jimmy aren't here. They're out in, <laughs> they're out in Colorado skiing, and. Um, and I'm, and I'm jackhammering concrete and, and keeping their kids. Something's wrong with that picture. I, I'm not sure what that, what that is. But anyway, we're, we're keeping their kids, and I'm jackhammering concrete, and they're skiing in Colorado. But anyway, uh, I, I won't hold that against them. You know, we, we told them to go and have a good time and don't worry about us poor folks back here, you know, doing those things. But anyway, I was tired. Mary was out at the house, out at their house, waiting for me to show up, and so... I went to the. I went and took a shower at our house, and then I, she wanted me to stop and pick up a couple of things. So I stopped in at Publix, and I'm starving. I haven't eaten all day long, and I'm just I'm just really hungry. So I think, okay, I'm just going to go back to the deli, and I'm going to get a little thing of their chicken nuggets, okay, just something to hold me over because she told me it was going to be a couple hours before dinner. So I got these chicken nuggets and a little sauce to dip them in, and I went to the pharmacy to get her the, the medicine that she needed, and I wanted to have them charge me for the little nuggets thing there at the pharmacy. Since they didn't have to weigh it, they could do that. And so I, I pulled, and the lady got the, the medicine, and 
I got the, my credit card out and I realized I didn't have my driver's license. You have to have your driver's license to get Claritin. She wanted some Claritin. And you have to have your license to get Claritin because it's a controlled substance. They think you're going to buy a case of it and make meth out of it. So that you have to, you have to, so anyway, I didn't have my license. And I went, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have my license. Let me, I, I got to run out to my truck. Just keep it here and I'll, and I, and I had to wait in line and I was, I'm still hungry and I want to eat. And, and so I run out to my truck all, all the way down at the end of the row. There was no parking space. So I run all the way down to the end of the row. And I take the chicken and the, and the, the little dipping sauce and I put it down in my truck and I grab my driver's license and I run back into the store to, to get Mary's medicine. And when I get back into the store, I realize that I haven't paid for the chicken and the dipping sauce <laughs> which are now out in my car, or in my truck. And I'm standing there, and I'm rationalizing this. I asked the girl, I said, can you look that up and just charge me? And she goes, I'm sorry, I can't. The only way we can do it is to scan the barcode. And I'm thinking, oh, come on, it's only $4. It's $4. How about if I leave, and how about if I just eat it and then I'll come back tomorrow and I'll bring the empty container and I'll just have them scan it up you know and and the the Lord's just going you know you're not going to do that if you leave here you're going to forget and I'm just going oh, come on it's only four bucks I honest to goodness I will remember I promise I will I'll come back and I'll pay for it you know and the Lord just the Lord just would not let me do that and so I I walked I walked back out to my truck all the way down the end of the row. I put the medicine in the truck. I picked up the chicken, the chicken nuggets and the sauce and walked back into the store. But now I've got to go and get in line and the store's packed. Every line has at least three or four people in it. I'm starving. Blood sugar's in the basement and I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> but I stand in line and I pay for this thing and I, because the, the, it, it, even though I was, I would have never not come back and pay for it. At the moment I walked off the property, it was stealing. It didn't matter what I was intending to do. And the Spirit of God wouldn't let me do it. Okay? There was a day when I wouldn't even have thought about that. There was a day in my past life where I wouldn't have even thought about that. Just, Hey, I got away with it. I'm done. I'm off. I'm driving. But the Spirit of God wouldn't let me do that. That's the trans, that's a little thing, but that's the transforming power of the Holy Spirit that causes us to keep the laws of God or to keep, the, to keep God's standard. You understand what I'm saying? That's a little thing. But it's the transforming power of the Holy Spirit because I know from my past I would have done that differently. I wish I could tell you that that was the end of my frustration. <laughs> now this has nothing to do with the point of the, tr of the transforming power of the Spirit of God. But I finally got back out to the truck and I was, I would say I was so hungry and so I reached down and I grabbed the little, the little it's, it's orange wing sauce that you dip the, the things in. And I took and I peeled it back 
and I don't know if there was air in there, but when I popped that open, it blew sauce all over my clean shirt. And I knew it would be stained, so I had to run all the way home, change it, throw it in the washer, do a load of wash. <laughs> oh, God is good. <laughs> so here, So here's what I'm asking you. I want you to help me out here. I just want, I want to give praise to the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. I want, do you have a, do you have a, a story or an anecdote or something where the, the difference the Holy Spirit made in your life affected how you lived and how you behaved yourself? I'm, I'm just, I'm just open. Anybody? Nita. Yes, Valerie. So, you know, I'm in prison, and there was a lady from the work camp. Um, we worked in education together, and this has been three and a half years ago. I was there for about 17 months. But anyway, I always, for whatever reason, every time we worked together, and um, I, it was like I was always coming up. God was working something out of me, and I didn't realize it at the time. But every time I would think about it, it would be like God was, um, I would visualize like a 
Mm -hmm. But just the piece that I got from it, and and um, she comes to me all the time and says, you know, that always for somebody that's always so bold and always so strong in what you say and do, she said, I just see a difference. But I know that that little piece offering because the old me would have never done that. Right. And that was him. Amen. Amen. It's just. He works in the he works in the little things. Doesn't always have to be huge, big things. He works in the little things in our lives. Anybody else? Oh man. Um, right. Yes, ma'am? Did I see your hand go up? Yeah, okay. Amen. Because he was Amen. And I have to say, 
Amen. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Just, yes, Tim.
That takes all the fun out of it if you get paid for it. Well, folks, I, there is just this, I just want you to know that there is this, the, the transforming power of the Holy Spirit works in our everyday life, and it works from the inside out. It works because we've been changed, we've been regenerated, we've been renewed by the Holy Spirit. We cannot be the same after we've had an encounter with God's Spirit. And so, yes, we value, we value the free gift of salvation through Christ Jesus and the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your blessings to us. We thank You for our time together in Your Word. We thank You, Father, that... You do not save us in our sins. You save us from our sins. And that by the power of the Holy Spirit, You change us and renew us and make us different. Your Word says, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. We thank You, Lord, that the new, the new of us, is what the Holy Spirit is doing and working in us to make us new, to make us different, to conform us to the image of your Son. And Father, that can only take place. That transform, transforming power can only come from the Spirit of the living God. Father, we thank you today. And as we close, we want to we want to pray for the ministries that you have brought to this church, ministries that are doing great things in the kingdom of God, ministries that we give our resources to because we, we believe in what they are doing and we believe that they are expanding the kingdom of God. We pray for the, for, uh, the, the prison ministry, the EE prison ministry, Father. We pray for Brother Art and his team as they minister today in prison. May you anoint him in a powerful way to bring the message of the gospel. And we pray, Lord, that many will respond to that gospel there. We pray for the ministry at the bridges, Lord. And we just thank you for uh, Chaplain Burke and for her ministry there. We thank you for the ministry that we have there, Lord, once a month. And for the, those who come here and worship with us. And Lord, we're, we're asking for a revival to sweep that place. We are asking for your spirit to go in to that place and, and revive and to touch the lives of every girl that's there. Lord, we just pray that just the, the, the presence of your spirit there will, will draw these, these ladies that have come out of prison that are now in this in the, in the bridges, Lord, that they will, they will sense your presence there because of the other girls that are there that have already given their hearts to you. And it will create in them a hunger to know that which will really change them, that which will eternally transform them.
into, into your children. We pray for love serves, Father, and we thank you for the, the ministry they have in the Dominican Republic. We thank you for allowing us to be a part of that. The thousands of people who are coming to know you through that ministry. And Lord, we are reminded again of the Gideons and we thank you for the work that they do and for the ability that you gave us to, to share in that ministry and to give them uh, that offering to buy the word, to hand out to the word because the word is what is going to draw people to you. And we pray for our missionaries, for, for Chris Garrison, who... Um, who's heading back to Thailand now, and, and for Todd and Shelley. Father, we pray for them. Lord, thank you for them being willing to leave their families and their friends and their homeland to go somewhere else because they believe that those folks deserve to hear the gospel as well. And we pray your blessing upon their ministry. And we thank you that right here in this building, five days a week, we show to families and to children the love of God through Jesus in our daycare. We thank you for the daycare. Thank you for our staff. We thank you for the, the ministry of the staff among these children, the lives that are being touched in, in very substantial ways, Lord. We thank you. And now I pray that you'll take us from this place. Thank you for allowing us to be together. But take us from this place now, Lord, and may we be your ambassadors. As we leave here, may people see the life of Jesus being lived in us. In your name we pray. Amen.